0: so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents the Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, the Gospel for
1: today contains some of the harshest words you're ever going to hear anywhere in the Bible. Jesus says, If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. That's shocking, deeply counterintuitive stuff. Hating? I've got to hate my mother and father? I've got to hate my wife and children? I mean, wouldn't anyone think that the love of God is utterly compatible with the love, especially of those closest to us? Aren't we obliged... To love our enemies? Well, so why can't we love our own family? Why this talk of hatred? And of course, that's the word Jesus uses here. The Greek word is "missane," to hate. We speak of a misanthrope, someone that hates the human race, or a misogynist, someone who hates women. Missane is hatred. Well, how do we make sense of this? To me, the whole thing hinges upon a word used at the very end of this gospel passage. Listen. Any one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. That's the interpretive key. Any one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. What do we tell ourselves all the time? What have we had drummed into us since we were kids? Listen, you're not happy because you don't have all the things that you should have. You don't have all the things that you want to have. You will be happy when you've got that much money, when you've got that big of a house, when you have that loving a family, when you've garnered that much respect. I know, I, I'm not happy now, but someday, I will be when I have all these things. Sound familiar? That's a formula drummed into us from the time we were little. What follows from it, this little bit of programming? Life becomes a constant quest to get, to acquire, to attain possessions. Remember that foolish rich man from the parable a few weeks ago? When his barns were filled up with all his possessions, he decided to tear them down, build bigger ones. So it goes in the realm of getting and possessing. We always need more. We never have enough. Why is this man called a fool? Because, and I want you to repeat this to yourself as I say it, because we all have everything we need right now, right in front of us, to be happy. Say it again. I have everything I need right now, right in front of me, to be happy. Now, I know it's completely counterintuitive. We all say instinctually, no, no, that can't be right. That's not right. I'm very unhappy, but I'm trying to become happy, and I know I'll get it when I acquire the requisite possessions. I'll be happy when... Now, fill in the blank. When I get that house, I get that much money, I get that person, I get that friendship, I get whatever. I want you to say this after me. If I say, I'll be happy when, I won't be happy when. Those are words I think you can live by. If you find yourself saying, I'll be happy when, now fill in the blank, you won't be happy. When? Okay, what does all this this talk mean? What does all this counterintuitive stuff mean? What makes us happy on the biblical reading of things? Forgetting the ego and its needs and desires. Opening our eyes and our minds and our hearts and letting reality in breaking free of the prison of the ego and all of its treasure chests of possessions and letting reality in. You know what that's called? That's called love. As I've said to you a million times, love is not an emotion. Love is an act of the will. Love is a self-emptying act. Love is opening oneself to the reality that surrounds one. Living not for the ego, but living for the other. So what makes us so unhappy? That programming in our mind that says, you have to get this, you have to get that. They don't respect you enough. You just got snubbed. Why don't you have a bigger house? Why don't my kids do what I want? You see, in all these cases, we're trying to acquire some possession. This programming says, when these desires of mine are satisfied, I will be happy. But all of this, friends, is false. Boy, the Bible up and down from Genesis to Revelation tells us this all the time. What makes you happy, as I said, is always right in front of you. How come? Because what makes you truly happy is love. And as long as you are capable of love, you can be happy. Let me give you just a kind of a silly example. Suppose someone is just fussing and fretting and worrying about all the things he doesn't have. All the honor he's not yet received. All the wealth that he should have. All the respect that people haven't given him. He's fussing and worrying and fretting about it. How unhappy he is. And then his, his attention is grabbed just for a moment by a little insect crawling across the chair in front of him. He stares at it. Gets quite close to it. Sees how intricately designed it is how fascinating how really beautiful and for about a minute maybe 60 seconds all he does is he loses himself in the contemplation of this simple little insect for those 60 seconds that man despite all the negative programming in his mind is happy That's the kingdom of God. You want to use Jesus' language? That's bliss. That's joy. That's happiness. And see, in its own very simple way, that was an act of love. Now, I'm using the word somewhat analogously here. But in its own simple way, that was an act of love. It was an act of self-forgetting. Think of the times now in your life when you've been most unhappy... I'd be willing to bet a million dollars. It was because you were listening to the programming in your head. Brooding about something that you don't have, that you think you deserve. You were fussing about possessions or lack thereof. So when you're unhappy because of that programming, here's what you do. It's very simple to say. <laughs> it's very hard to do. You love. Take this to the bank as spiritual advice. When you're feeling miserable, depressed, turn off the programming that's making you miserable and write a note to someone who's lonely. Turn off the programming. Make cookies for kids in the neighborhood. Turn off the programming and go visit the local nursing home. Turn off the programming and donate some money to a charity. Turn off the programming and sign up to help with an after-school reading program. Turn off the programming and say a prayer for someone who's in trouble. When you are miserable, when you are sad, love in the simplest way Mother Teresa said this when she got it really from her namesake, Therese of Lisieux. You don't need to do great things, but very small and ordinary things with great love. Ah, now that's the insight of a saint. Oh, I need all kinds of possessions. No, you don't. Oh, I need to do all kinds of great and impressive things. The world will admire me. No, you don't. What you need to do is engage In the simplest act of love, but do it with great intensity and self-gift. Love is the great act, listen now, of dispossession. It's a giving away, not a taking. It's a letting go, not an acquiring. Okay. Now, with all this in mind, return to Jesus' words. And they will take on, I bet, a very fresh resonance. Why should you hate your mother and father? In the measure that you have made them into possessions. Yes, hate them. In the measure that you think you must have and control them in order to be happy. You know what I'm driving at here? Relationships can become commodified, thingified, as much as any other possession. Hate your mother and father. Hate your wife and children in the measure that you have made them into possessions. Because in that, you've made yourself and probably them miserable. You know, look at uh, marriage relationships. How often when marriages go on the rocks, It's because one or the other of the spouses has made the other into a possession. That's one way to diagnose what's going on in a bad marriage. It's no longer a a bond of love. It's now the husband using the wife. The wife possessing her husband. Reducing the other to a commodity. If that's going on, you know what you should do? You should hate your wife. You should hate your husband. How about kids? You see it all the time, don't you? Parents that use their kids as possessions, they're little extensions of of the father's ego, of the mother's ambitions. In the measure that your child's become a possession, you should hate them. You see what Jesus is saying now? Possessions don't make you happy. That could be uh, money, it could be big homes and big cars, it could be your own family that you've turned into items for your treasury. What's Jesus want for us? Joy. He wants us to have life and joy to the full. What's the path to joy? It's the path of dispossession. Listen to him again. Any one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. Right on. That's exactly it. That's the whole program. You want joy? Turn off the programming in your mind. Turn on the power of love. The power of dispossession. And God bless you.
0: The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. Cardinal George says, It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 43 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries willing to help you during times of loss. Call 708-449-6100 for assistance. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.